1: You need, indeed.
2: A lot worse. When you look at the drops that UNC had, I mean, wide open the first quarter, second quarter, they could have easily put up another 10 and 14 points on us if, if we didn't get lucky with those. So I'm I'm disappointed, um, but I'm, at the same time, I'm grateful that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, Snuck out of there with 2 TD loss. I mean, that's, when you look at the dog shit O-line, that's probably as good as it gets,
3: man. So, disappointed,
0: but we got lucky at the same time. Hey, great call, and I appreciate it. Listen, I think it absolutely could have been a lot worse, no doubt. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. It's it's embarrassing, but, uh, you know, you keep it moving. So, how about this comment from Shane Beamer on the offensive line? He says, quote, get your shots in now, and when they start playing their ass off, Be sure to give them praise this season, too. All right, coach. All right, coach. Um, Nobody wanted to get their shots into the offensive line. They just didn't want to get fucking embarrassed against North Carolina. That's all we're saying. So, it is what it is. Either way, I totally hear it. I know that, uh, you know, I think Shane Bieber also said, I don't think anyone is more disappointed or embarrassed than the 20 guys in the room at what Oh, Nick Gargiulo said that. I don't think anyone is more disappointed or embarrassed than the 20 guys in the room at what we put on display. And they should be. They they should be embarrassed because it was ugly. It was abysmal. It was pathetic. It was ridiculous. It was absurd. And, uh, you know, everybody should be embarrassed about it. Colorado ranked 22nd in the new AP poll. Duke at 21. Clemson at 25. How about that? Clemson just barely hanging on for dear life in the top 25. Uh, Anyways, guys, we are taking your questions, your comments, your calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Guys, I've just gotten to a point again that the reason we're not – the reason we're not airing the Shane Beamer press conferences is – you just, guys, as the years go by, and you watch these, like you just, you just no. realize how they mean nothing. They just really mean nothing at, at all. Like the coach speak stuff means nothing. Let's jump to the phone lines here.
3: Call from Bree.
0: Bree, what's going on? How are you?
4: I am good, Chris. How are you? I figured I'd try to get in get first in line today instead of waiting like
0: I usually do. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. You know what I was just thinking? I feel like time is a flat circle because I think you and I are about to have more offensive line conversations just like we had a season Ooh. ago. It's it's wild how you know, again, oh, time's a flat circle oh, and I know. Oh, yeah. God, no. No,
4: sir, absolutely not. I can tell you what, the stuff from last year and the stuff this is so different so different no hell no you are not going to get any any um like positive feedback from me on the offensive line absolutely not you know last year i had said since you brought up last year i had said especially the first half of the season i felt like the o-line was taking some blame that they shouldn't have i felt like spencer was not stepping up in the pocket he mm-hmm. wasn't navigating the pocket dude spencer's fixed all that i said that as the year went on last year spencer was freaking amazing I'm going to tell you what, I think he was a better quarterback in the matchup, and considering everything he had to go through, that he had better numbers, no interceptions, and everything else he did, he was better, I think. I I felt he did better. The only thing he probably could have done a little bit better that he started doing, I would say, after halftime was he started taking off for scrambles that he probably could have. I saw opportunities in the first half he probably could have taken off, but he was probably in the mindset, hey, i got to make big plays because nobody else is. You know, so I, I can't – I don't put anything on Spencer. That was – honestly, I mean, we, I know we look at Tennessee and go, well, that's the best game Spencer ever had. No, I think last. I think Saturday night was the best game Spencer ever had because what he had to go through to put up 350 yards of passing and, and, and even keep us in the game was insane. That was the worst, absolutely worst offensive line performance I've seen in 30-plus years. As a Gamecocks fan, Greg Atkins needs to go. I was talking about that last year. I don't care if it's health issues or whatever else. He's not there. He's not doing – something's not right with that guy. He's got to go. The only thing Greg Atkins has done for our team is bring his damn son to us. That's it. That's all. That's all we got out of Greg Atkins was Nate Atkins. Hmm. I'm sorry. That guy's got to go. Um Leggett balled out. Leggett mm. showed us everything we were open to see from that guy, and if it wasn't for Spencer and, and Leggett, we wouldn't. We it wouldn't even been a game. Mm. You know, I heard the the voice message. Of the guy said, "Oh, what could have been worse? You know, uh, UNC had some drops and whatnot. We had some drops too. Hell, AB dropped the damn pass. It might have, mm. you know, potentially had he not dropped, you know." Uh, Maybe we could have had a drive to bring it back down into one score. Who knows? I, you know, but maybe we wouldn't have been able to. I don't know. I mean, the way the way that offensive line was, Chris, that was embarrassing. That was flat out embarrassing. Uh, there's no excuse. I don't care what Beamer says, and you know I'm a huge Beamer uh, uh, Beamer advocate. I know you are too. Beamer sitting on there and talking, saying whatever he wants. They better fix that O line because I'm gonna tell you what. If they don't, I won't be a Demer fan. I won't. I won't continue to support a coach that basically it's like, hey, this is my boys' club. I like this coach. I don't want to get rid. Man, make a change, dude. Clayton White's right on that bubble too. Clayton White is. He, I, you, you've heard me talk about Clayton White since last mm-hmm. year, so I, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, it took him forever to make some adjustments. I heard somebody was like, well, I think UNC just let up, and that's the only reason that the defense you know, started doing better. I don't think it was that. I think it's just like usual with Clayton White. You can't figure it out until so late in the game, you know, and then it's usually third quarter or so before the defense starts showing up. So I, I, don't, I don't think it was that UNC slowed up. I don't think they slowed up at all. I don't think they would have. It wasn't that wide of a margin for them to want to go, hey, you know what, we're just going to slow up now and uh, you know, hope that hope that our you know hope that South Carolina keeps shooting themselves in the foot and they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want to hear that excuse. Clayton White should be under a microscope as well. Um, I mean, that was about it, man. That honestly, that's about it. I'm like you as far as like I'm tired of hearing this coach speak on mm-hmm. the injury reports. You know, if Wells wasn't ready, then make him sit out. Mm-hmm. This you know all this talk of well, we know Wells is a dog. And he's going he's gonna to play because he's a dog. Dude, you're the coach.
0: Yeah, I, I don't – that, that does to that does blow my mind in the sense of like, well, Juice is telling me he's ready to play. It's like, well, is he ready to play or is he not? I don't care what he says. I don't care what Juice Wells said because, you know, people wanted to throw stones at me for fade the C philly injury report. Juice Wells is fine. Like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't fine. He played one half of football and got targeted once. Like, he wasn't fine. He was hurt. He was a decoy. He's still hurt. How could he be better three days later? So I don't know, man. It's 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 one of those things where like those things only come up when you're losing, but God, they snowball and they're annoying. And it's just like, man, like what like why let me ask you this. Like, why would Juice Wells play this week? It's Furman. Like, and if you can't beat Furman without him, you don't deserve to win either way. Like, why would he play? Why would he play? If he's got some sort of lingering thing, let him get healed. Let him get healthy. Like, why? I just, I don't know. That's why, again, I don't put, I fade the Shane Beamer injury report more than my own. I don't put any stock in it anymore.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform platform.
0: Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
4: I'm right there with you. I'm going to tell you what, because you know my background. I'm an MMA coach. Mm -hmm. If I have a guy getting ready for a fight and I put him in a fight, like, and he's still injured like that, you know, I did have a fighter once that, uh, you know, he had some injuries going in and we were talking about pulling him out of the fight. He, you know, he did fine, but he definitely was not at his best performance. And I mean, imagine me as a fighter coach throwing my guy in the ring, you know, to take a beating because what? I, I don't want to pull him because I, I don't want to take the responsibility of disappointing that person. You know, like, nah, man, that's my job as a coach is to protect my athlete. That's Beamer's job. He's not, he shouldn't be expecting a young man like that with a lot of pride to be truthful at that point. It's like, dude, you're not practicing. You're not doing what you need to do. You know, I, I pulled fighters from fights and lost fighters that were pissed because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. They were, I'm going to a different gym. They'll let me fight. Fine, but I'm not going to be responsible for you, dude. That's fine. You want to go to a different gym? Go to a different gym. I'm not going to be the one with my name – Putting you into that fight and you're not ready. You know, I'm not going to be responsible for you. That's Beamer's job is to protect those young men. He was not ready. I'm tired of hearing that crap, man. He, he I, 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 felt like Beamer was this honest, straightforward guy, and I'm starting to question that, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm honestly starting to doubt that integrity that he's always slipping out, you know. So uh, hopefully it gets fixed. Hopefully that gets fixed. I, I don't, I, I can't believe that. Mm. You you can't tell me we didn't have at least some other depth somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somebody else could have been in the game other than trying to force Juice Wells to do it. I mean, we got this kid, Landon Sansom, we heard so much about. Is he just just not that ready? I know Harbor was hurt too, you know, but yeah. uh, I guess he was a little injured. I, but, I you know, he was in the game some too, but, you know, there's got to be some other people, and I have heard another another podcaster talk about how how we really have a a lack of depth in the wide receiver room. And he's been questioning Justin Justin Steph's ability to recruit, and on that fault, I heard rumors that Bennett was at the game and left before halftime. So. You know, that that, that that's not – I mean, we could we can't afford to lose a game looking like that and mm-hmm. think, oh, we're going to recruit these top recruits.
5: Mm-hmm. They're,
4: they're going to hit the transport portal. They're going to do stuff. I mean, the people we have now, you know, like like I don't get it, man. If I'm Dante Reno, I'm looking at that going, ooh, if they don't make a change, I don't know if I want to stay coming to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be hit, hit nine times a game. Come on, man. That, that's not a – that's not – that's not good that's that. none of that was good Mm -hmm. none of what we saw saturday night was good i have no defense of the coaches and what came out of that Mm -hmm. situation i did hear that one of the i actually listened to the interview one of the unc players one of the tackles said that there was something the o-line was doing that was giving away um the play calling like whether it was a run or a pass and i heard something similar about that last year about something that center was doing. These coaches are not picking up on some pattern or something potentially that they should be picking up on uh, to to not tip off their play calls. So I don't know yeah. if there's a thing there, um, but that O line was not prepared. One way or the other, that O line was not prepared. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. It, it wasn't. It just. Yeah. I, I got. I'm speechless, Chris. Past that, I, I, I'm furious. Yeah, you're not. You're not getting any defense from me on the O-line play. The only thing I will say is I, I know DK took a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. I still am not convinced that any of that was DK's fault. He went, well, he couldn't even make people miss. It's it's kind of hard to make people miss when you have no forward momentum, when they're already in the backfield touching you while you're, you're actually taking the handoff. I mean, you're getting the handoff, and there's already hands on you. Mm-hmm. You, you can't really make them miss that way. So I'm not going to say – I'm not going to say – you know that experiment failed, but I'm also I can't give him any credit too either. You know, but I, I you know, I think we should lay off the, you know, the DK is trash talk right. that I've heard. It's like, ah, eh, come on, man, that that kid's definitely out there busting his ass. You know, Doty got out there, caught passes and did his work too. Let's not forget about that. Those two guys, Doty and and, and DK, have been through a hell of a lot to stay with our program, and, and they're still out there being selfish yeah. players. So I I, I don't want to hear. You know, I, it, it irks me to hear people talking any trash about
0: those mm. guys, you know. Indeed. Well, Bree, we'll see if the game guys <laughs> can bounce back this weekend. You know, great stuff as always. I appreciate you calling him. All right, buddy. I'll talk with you later. All right, Bree. Sounds good. Great stuff from Bree, guys. We keep the conversation rolling. 843 3377 You know, I will say this, and it's not me trying to trash uh, – Luke Doty or DeCabrion joyner, like I, I don't think you can sit there and say that DeCabrion joyner can't be a productive player after the first game because I mean the O line didn't give him anything. But, you know, to the point that Chris Marlar made, guys, like there there's there's something to that. There, there is. There's something to that about why is South Carolina in a position where the Cabrion joiner is playing running back and Luke Doty is actually seeing the field catching the football. Like that's just crazy to me. Let's jump to the lines here. Call from Holden. And Hunter just hung up. Okay, Hunter, if you want to call back in, you're more than welcome. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. So the AP poll is out. Clemson is at twenty five. I see Hunter Kelly just commented that. So uh, maybe that is what he wanted to discuss. Austin Gregory. People were talking about how Beamer lied, but I tell you one thing. He sure didn't lie about last Tuesday's practice, saying if they played like they practiced, they would get their butt whooped. Yeah, you know it's it's <laughs> it happens every year, guys. But it's just so funny that like. After a loss, especially like a significant loss or a bad loss, bro, nobody wants to hear what Shane Beamer or any of the coaches have to say in the in the in the presser. No, nobody does. No, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear the get your shots in the offensive line right now. Like, bro, give me a break, dude. People. P- like people are taking unsolicited shots, like bro, they give up nine sacks, sixteen TFLs. Like, have some account accountability. Just say, you know what, this group stinks right now, and until proven otherwise, we stink. We got to get better. Like, 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 people were waiting to take shots at the O line. Like, bro, give me a break, dude. Like, just kind of silly. It's just kind of silly just kind of silly. So, uh, Austin Gregory Furman has a chance and an upset. Bigger chance than I thought coming in the season. Guys, I-, I will give my full prediction on Friday. Excited to start breaking this game down tomorrow, of course. We'll talk key matchups, keys to the game, all that good stuff. Uh, dive more so into top storylines and-, and talk the entire SEC Thursday. And, of course, Friday, drop a prediction. But, you know, uh, um, it- it's South Carolina needs a big bounce back game. This game reminds me a lot, guys. This Furman game reminds me a lot of the Charlotte game last year where it's just like you just can't win by enough to appease the appetite of the fan base. Like, the North Carolina damage is not going to be fixed by beating Furman. It's just it's just, it's not. Let's jump to the phone lines
3: here.
0: Hunter, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, how you doing?
3: Uh yeah, sorry about it earlier. I I didn't mean to hang up. I just couldn't hear anything whenever it was.
0: Yeah, crazy, no, you're you're so. good, Hunter. What's going on? Um,
3: yeah, so I know you don't really care about all the price offerings and all that stuff. I watched the whole thing. Uh, and first thing he obviously said, like, you know, said something about the chain crew and comments, because all the comments that we were talking about on Saturday and he 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 misunderstood with something else. Um mm-hmm. but other than that, I feel like the I I know that he says it a lot because like he's on TV national TV or something uh, because everybody's watching and all, but mm-hmm. I I might have a good feeling about the offense you know coming in this year because he said like this ain't the this is, this isn't going to be the last time game day is going to be coming toward to us and that that was one of the main things that he said something about that because he never said that in the press conference uh, last year and. That, that's why i have a little bit of confidence in offense. he, he never fun. said what that the
0: offense is going to be improved i guess yeah
3: yeah
0: well i hope it's improved man <laughs> i mean
3: I, yeah.
0: you know i i uh, hope I mean, it's improved yeah, um yeah it's going to be improved a lot so that's why that,
3: that's why i have a little bit more confidence in yeah. that. so i mean it's, you gotta trust him beamer in what he
0: says you know you gotta trust him in what he says man no I, I i mean i hear you i mean listen i i I sure as hell hope it's improved. I hope the offensive line's improved. I hope in a couple of weeks we're all eating crow and like, okay, well, that was just a hiccup in week one. And,
1: you know, yeah, we'll,
0: yeah so go from there. Yeah. So, um,
3: and, and I'll say I this too, I'll, I'll so say this I mean, too about, kind of made us a little
0: bit more better. well, I'll say this too about the, uh, the pressers. It's not that I, it's not that I don't care about the pressers. It's just in the sense of, I'm not going to – you know, last year I did this, but I'm not going to allocate the time that we have on this show for content to the presser because we can just go back and watch the presser, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't want to say that I don't care at all because I do. Like, I'll go back and watch it after this, you know what I mean? But I'm just not going to – and there will be times where things will be said that I think um, that I think we can discuss. But I, I really just – you know, last week I had a change of heart when I was like, you know, we're going to break down the presser and talk about it. And like, I, I just – I think you can get sort of – you can drive yourself insane trying to, you know, dissect coach speak and, and read between the lines. And, like, I feel like that's more for the offseason. We don't have football on the field that we can discuss and talk about and break down and dissect and all that good stuff. So, anyways, though, I, I mean, yeah. I, I hope to see I, – I hope to see the improvements that Beamer's speaking on the offensive side. We need them.
3: Yeah, for sure, and the defense also. You know, I kind of, I kind of want to see all the improvements on the uh, the past defense. You know, I think you know it's just that that's what Furman's going to do this weekend, and then they're going to watch back on the tape and they're going to be like, yeah, we're we're going to run the ball a hundred times on them um, that night. So,
0: I hope so, man. Gamecocks get a big win, not just a win, but a big win for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I appreciate.
0: Hunter, Hunter, you're the man. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol Or go to gametime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Peyton, what's going on, my man? How are you? Yeah, how about yourself, Chris. What do you say, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you calling in. What's up? Rough weekend. Rough, rough weekend,
6: but. We got a nice got a nice little bow on top last night. I'll, I'll definitely say that. Um, it's it's kind of hard to say who looked worse, Carolina mm. or Clemson. <laughs> um, that's that that was that was a question I was faced with this morning. I was like, well, damn, if they look that bad, I, I mean, can we? Is there really much else we could say? I mean, we mm. we played probably some of the worst football I've I've seen this side of Champ. Mm. I'll say that.
2: Yeah.
6: Um, this is, uh, I mean, you give up nine sacks to a UNC team that has not eclipsed that, that that has not reached that mark in 25 seasons. You give up a 25 season high in sacks. And, but you know, there's there's miles and miles worth of worth of bad stuff that I could come on here and talk about. But I'll say this. We got ourselves a quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. There, there is no doubt anymore. There is there's there's no cause for concern anymore. I think Spencer Rattler went out there and he he played about as, as good of a game as you could possibly play, getting knocked on your ass nine times. Uh-huh. And, I mean, for him to, to come in and answer the questions of, well, if he gets under duress, is he gonna make a deci- is he gonna make a bad decision? If he gets antsy, is he gonna make a bad decision? This man went was it 30 of 39 mm-hmm. or something yeah. close to Yeah, 30, 30 of 39, 39, 39 for 354, yeah. For 350 plus mm-hmm. and no interceptions, if you give me that, if if you, I'll, I'll say this, if you told me Friday that Spencer Rattler throws for 350 plus and no picks, and we picked North Carolina off twice, I said, well, we got that in the bag, hands down. Mm-hmm. But, when you when you start saying how many rushing yards did we have Saturday something we didn't get four uh, did with
0: sacks we had negative two without sacks I think it was like eleven it was eleven rushing yards
6: I mean it I don't even know what to say about that I, I really don't and and I know I'll say it's, it's it's really inexcusable and the coaching staff knows that as well that means, right. and the players do everybody knows that- that's just, you are not going to win football games, period. You will not beat Furman University if you get 11 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. You, you're not not—you're not going to beat anybody if you get that. So, I just think we, we picked a really bad night to have a bad night. And, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll say that um, there, there are some positives that came out of that. Uh, like I said, Rattler looked like a million bucks for what he had. And... Xavier Leggett definitely emerged as as the number one guy in Juice mm-hmm. Wells' absence. Uh, I'll say uh, I feel comfortable in saying that we're we're going we're gonna to have to rely on Xavier Leggett going forward. And I say he lived up to preseason hype, mm-hmm. saying he's had the best offseason he's had. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think that was obviously a Um, A positive from that, Xavier Leggett, and I think, too, like you mentioned, Spencer Rattler, I was happy to see him take care of the football. You know, the passing yardage numbers really, you know, they're awesome, they're cool, but they don't really matter to me all that much, especially when you factor in. Let's call it what it is. I'm not taking anything away from Spencer Rattler, but UNC went soft defensively, and a lot of his yards were racked up against, you know, DBs playing off coverage and kind of just taking chunks of yardage. But like you mentioned, the bottom line is this when he was under pressure, under duress, like never really put the ball in harm's way. That's that's above all else what I I, I like seeing. So um, you know, you you'd like to think that if Juice Wells can get fully healthy and they can get any semblance of blocking, that, you know, South Carolina can be in a good position offensively. But and I know Shane Beamer today in his presser, and I I want to go, I want to take it this direction. I, I just I know he wants to compare Georgia State week one because the O-line wasn't good in that game either to, you know, he wants to compare like the slow stars, but like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why is that happening? That's my question. Like, if you know it's a problem and it was a problem literally last year, why is it happening? The only the, the biggest differences I see, though, from that Georgia State game and what the O-line did last year getting better to this year. You know, that was with guys like Eric Douglas and Joe Von Gwynn and Dylan Wanham and some others who had SEC experience. Like, you are asking guys, like, you're asking players like Sidney Fugar and, and Jackson Hughes and all due respect, Nick Gargiulo and, and, and some others to Nee Manziel. You're asking these guys to be like these big time dudes and contributors. And like, people want to knock Furman. But like, bro, do you realize three of our offensive linemen were FCS? Like, so if Furman sucks, yeah. then what does that say about our own O-line? So I just – do those guys take massive steps forward and improve and this group as a whole just gets a lot better? I mean, maybe. I, maybe it happens. Maybe a miracle happens and, like, we just have to accept that every single season we're going to come into the year and our offensive line is going to suck in the beginning and get better as we go. I mean, maybe that happens. But I, I just – I don't understand why. And, again, I look at the offensive line and, like, I mean, dude, I, I I'm gonna just say this to you right now. And, and I hate to pick on the kid, but I really don't. Sidney Fugar, if he's in a starting lineup, that tells me everything I need to know about this offensive line moving forward. Like if, if, if he's in the starting lineup from week one to week thirteen, we are we are seriously screwed up front. I I, I just I'll stick by that until proven wrong. Yeah. And you know,
6: it would be it would be different if that if they played with confusing blitz packages and they just straight up out schemed us mm-hmm. the whole game, that that would be acceptable because then you could just say we got out coached. It happens for the best of us. Move on. But when you're rushing three guys, when you're clearly in in, in pass pro, clearly, mm-hmm. and you send and you send three guys and we still get our quarterback still winds up on the ground. That comes down to to want. That that comes out to that comes down to want to. I mean, as as the game as the game's winding down, you're still only down two touchdowns, and they're getting to the quarterback rushing three, mm-hmm. three down linemen. That's it, and R five can't beat three. That is uh, there's there's a lot of adjectives to to describe that, but I, I'll just say, this poor effort. I, I'll say that. That that's a, at least that's what it seemed like on the field. Hmm. So I think that'll be fixed this week in, in terms of in terms of effort and want to. But I just hmm. there's so many question marks that that are that are left after that game that you, you just fingers crossed going into Furman. Hope we can get past the Paladin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever thought we'd be in a position to be saying something like that? It's just crazy, man.
6: Exactly. I mean, I, I woke up and I said, well, there goes eight and four. Maybe uh, eight, seven, five is now the new goal. Um, and I, I think six and six is actually a, a, a very big possibility now. I, I definitely wasn't thinking that going into this year. But coming out and playing the way that we played, that it shows me that it's possible for us to play that way. And it's six and six is possible, people. It's, it's possible. It's, it's a real thing, and it's, it's something to be to be frightened, something to be frightened by. I'll, I'll say that it's,
1: mm-hmm. it's
6: rearing its ugly head, mm-hmm. and we we got to be we got to be damn careful for it. I'll, I'll definitely say that because we're we're in a very disadvantageous position as we currently sit in terms of the offensive line and D line for that matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed, man. Indeed. Now I hear you, uh, Peyton. Appreciate the call, man. Always a pleasure to hear from you.
6: Absolutely, Chris. I'll, um, I'll highlight you some more this week. And uh, go Cox, man. Thanks for his up show. I
0: hey, appreciate right. you, man. Appreciate it. Great stuff from Peyton. My, oh, my, how things can change so quickly. When a week ago, Peyton was calling with hype and anticipation and, and, and excitement, if you will. And now we're, we're we're really talking about the Furman Paladins as a real threat to take down South Carolina, so I mean what do you think could, could it actually happen I mean it, again I, I'll give predictions later this week, but do you do you in your heart of hearts do you in your heart of hearts believe it could actually happen like do, do we actually think Furman could beat South Carolina? And I'll say this too, guys, like the whole like six and six is a possibility. You know, I, I had a feeling in the offseason that it was. It's just one of those things, guys. I mean, you had a magical year one. You had a magical year two. Like at some point, at some point, the tide's going to turn. The numbers are going to even themselves out. You're you're, you're not going to be able to get away with the, the things you got away with the first two years. You're, you're not going to be able to bank on special teams weekly. You're not going to be able to bank on – Bank on, uh, you know, d- defensive scores or anything like that, or teams playing their worst or what have you. Like, it's just, you know, and so I thought, I mean, guys, I told you all, right? I mean, I told you all literally, I think last week, but during the course of this offseason, I felt as if South Carolina was a better football team last year than they are this year. And I, and I stick by that. I mean, I, I just absolutely, I don't even think it's debatable. 110% like, you lost. I mean, you're you're resorting to having to start the carry-on Joiner, a quarterback slash wide receiver at running back. Luke Doty is seeing significant action at wide receiver. You've got 50 plus less starts on the offensive line that came back, and you filled those holes with FCS talent players. Defensively, you really didn't pick up anybody to plug the holes of a departed Zach Pickens. You know, J- Jatias Gear comes in for Jordan Birch. What have you? Uh you know, I, I mean, I don't know how you could argue. I don't know how you could argue this team's better. I, I don't know how you could. Uh, phone lines are now back open. I do apologize, guys. I had the Do Not Disturb one. I think it was because I was trying to make sure nobody called in during one of our last calls. So, phone lines are open. 843
1: 790 Here we go. Shut the whole
0: lines here.
3: Call from
0: Michael. Michael, what's up, man? How are you?
7: Hey, Chris, doing good, boy. Um, enjoying all the breakdown on the post-game show and everything this week. Uh, keep up the great work.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you.
7: Hey, um, I just got a question. I mean, it, it honestly feels – I'm not sure if you touched on this today. I've been kind of in and out. Um, if there was some metric or analytic or statistic to measure injuries compared to all the other teams, I swear we'd be number one, no doubt. Like, I just can't understand the amount of injuries that pile up I feel like Beamer treats us a lot like Muschamp, and we don't get the truth. Hey, this guy's going to play, then he doesn't play, and I know things happen, but I, I don't see any other team getting injured the way that mm-hmm. we do. I feel like we can recruit at the highest level ever, but five, six, seven, eight of those guys are going to be injured every single Saturday.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: And, I mean, you watched the Clemson game last night. You've been watching them for years. They don't have one single injury that ever happens at a key position. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand that. I mean, it's just it's mind-blowing, the injuries, how they affect our key talent. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, to the, to the injury front and the whole must-champ comparison, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think you're right in the sense of it's it's just – I think one of the reasons it feels like these injuries pile up um, is, number one, because they do. There's a lot of them. But I think number two is, you know, when you're operating through the off season and preseason with we've heard about no injuries at all and then – you get to week one and a bunch of guys out of the blue were out that they've known have been out forever. I mean, I get gamesmanship and everything, but it, I think that's why it slaps you in the face so hard. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, where did all this come from? Um, And then, yeah, yeah. man, I mean, I, you, you look at how banged up South Carolina is after the UNC game. I mean, Juice Wells doesn't play in the second half. and Brown had a deal. Both those guys practice today. But, you know, we're, we're to the point, like you mentioned, man, similar to the Muschamp era, like, who knows what that means? Like, I, I don't really put any stock into that anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, Bieber, Beamer did mention the following players are doubtful for the game. Markey Anderson, Jatias Gear, Nick Imanwari, and David Spalding. And what I, I would say to you, my friend, doubtful <clears throat> means they ain't going to play because immediately following him saying they're doubtful, they were talking about the offensive line. They're like, yeah, we're in a tough position with with no uh, Case and Henry and no Markey Anderson. It's like, well, you just said he was doubtful. I thought, that, no, there's no chance he's going to play. So those guys are going to be out. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know, man. And the Mocab, of course, out for the year, which yeah. is just a brutal, brutal, brutal thing. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it yeah, is, yeah. it is weird. You feel like it's a, a bad, a bad luck thing, but man, it just—I don't know why bad luck seems to always find South Carolina.
7: Yeah, you watch a Gamecock game. And I swear, it feels like it takes thirty minutes longer for the game to happen because it's like six commercial breaks just because our players are laying on the field. I mean, you never see that in any other organization or at least the games i watch i'm just like geez, it's, it's nick down it's our our best player on defense is out our best offensive lineman's out i mean it's just unbelievable anyway i'm just ranting and then it just feels like all our best talent is always on the sideline, never in the
0: spot to make the play so anyway love to show man keep it up Hey, i appreciate it man thanks so much for the call Great stuff, and listen, I mean, he makes a good point. It just it seems like the injuries just pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up, and one guy after nothing, they just drop like flies. And you know, I I, I hate it if you're a gamecock and your favorite player is Nick Even Warrior, and you're going to the game, I, you're you're probably not going to see him. So, I hate to tell you. Um, and, and I tell you this, guys, like the whole Juice Wells thing. Again, I I just at this point, I, I fade the Shane Beamer injury report. I, why would you play Juice Wells? I why. Why? If he's less than 100%. Robbie Davis, Zachary Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing on this Tuesday? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. I appreciate you asking. What's going on?
5: Now, I ain't going to beat a dead horse that much today, okay? Because that horse has been beaten to a pulp, all right? But. After what happened this past Saturday, if I was a vocal leader in that offensive line room and that defensive line room, I would tell them, I would tell those guys, y'all need to damn step it up or, or hit the bricks. Cause this, this is uncalled for. And I think that Coach Beamer and this coaching staff are going to make these, bo- make these boys practice harder this week and get prepared to kick Furman's ass. Because if anybody... If anybody on the offensive or defensive line plays like, like they played this past week, Furman could very easily score 20 points on
0: us. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, 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 think, I think I'm think i not trying to overreact to week one or, or anything like that. And, again, I'll, I'll lock in all my predictions later in the week. But I, I think anybody taking this game lightly and thinking that Carolina's just going to roll their helmets out there and win 50 to nothing is just – it just come. You're you're just completely missing the mark. I I really do. I mean, I, I I again. I'm not trying to make world beaters out of out of uh out of Furman, but dude, over the summer, I mean, it's not so much a secret. I picked this as a 35 to 20 game over the summer.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean, I I just
5: yeah, I remember that. You know,
0: I, as kind of a, I looked at it more as kind of like one of those <clears throat> sleepwalk through the night kind of games, what have you. But I mean, you know. And based off what Spencer Rattler did against UNC, and if he gets time right, like I think that definitely the offense could operate at a high level. But I, I am not, I, I am not going into this game thinking it's just going to be some cakewalk. I can tell you that much.
5: At this point, I'm not either. Because if we're going to, if we're going to beat. Furman and beat them convincingly we have got to punch them in the mouth because if we don't punch teams like Furman in the mouth we have seen in the past that teams like Furman have beaten us before
0: Indeed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you, you need to build as much confidence as you possibly can before that matchup against Georgia. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's an important game, man. It's an, an important game, a game in which you're probably going to be shorthanded a little bit, uh, both offensively and defensively. So, you know, yeah. it's, uh, but you, you desperately need some sort of bounce back, desperately need some sort of bounce back. And if
5: there's ever a time to do it, it is this week.
0: Big facts, Robbie. Big facts indeed.
5: So because after after this week we get into the meat and potatoes of the schedule. So and I think I think that Tor- that Gray it will get this defense ready better than what he would better than what they were ready this past week because and I'm not taking any anything away from Drake May. Drake May played fantastic, okay? But if we're not able to put pressure on Furman, then we really have got some problems. Hmm. If we cannot put pressure on Furman or Jacksonville State later on down the road, this could very easily become a very long season. And none of us want that, and I guarantee you none of the players want that. So I I really do feel like they are going to prepare their butts off this week and kick Furman's ass.
0: I love it, Robbie. You're going to have a score prediction later in the week?
5: I will give you my prediction Thursday.
0: Very good. I'm looking forward to that,
5: Robbie. I'll, I'll have it
0: ready for you Thursday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. They, the boys have got to no, get a win with no. the great Robbie Davis strolling in the stadium. I know you I'll and be, uh, Mary and R26 building, are going to be, be there. The so, yeah. yeah, I'll
5: be there. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to go.
0: I'd expect you no other way, my friend. I'd expect you no other way.
5: (laughs) But uh, that's all I got, and uh, I will talk to you hopefully tomorrow.
0: Yeah, man. Let's do it. I appreciate you, Robbie. Always a pleasure to hear from you. For sure. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. Take care. Uh How shocking is it that Robbie said nothing about the Duke win? He didn't say a word. I I thought that's why he was calling it. Guy didn't say a word about it. Guys, we got under 10 minutes, so no break. We'll just roll through the end of the show, guys. I'd love to hear from you, 843-790-337. Seven, the phone lines are once again open for you all. How about our friends over the Voice of College Football, Mark Rogers? Hey, Chris, hope all is well. Great job. Appreciate you. There will be better days for South Carolina. Beamer is still on the right track. Voice of College Football, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, thank you for the donation. Yeah, guys, you want to support the business, support the channel, support the content, support everything we do, you can. Super chat, super stickers, and we appreciate that greatly. Rhett. Rhett, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Great to hear. What you got? Yeah,
2: just got a quick thing, and I feel like, I don't know, just something I could throw out there. See, bounce off you, see what you think. As we go into this season, um, I mean, what, what are the chances that UNC ends up having a conference-leading defense as a whole, uh, not even just their defensive mm-hmm. line, um, and we just happened to come up against a super-strong defense that we just weren't expecting?
0: I mean is it possible? Sure. I mean I, and I think it's fair to say that UNC added some guys up front that like they they're, they're going to be a lot better on the defensive line than they were a season ago. And you know that they, they could take major strides as a whole, but the, the thing I would say is that'd be one hell of a turnaround from last year being like literally the worst defense in the ACC. So worst to first would be quite quite the uh Quite the turnaround. Is it possible? Sure. Um, you know, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe in four or five weeks from now, we get later in the season. Maybe UNC's a, a 10 and one, you know, they're an ACC title type of team. And all of a sudden we look back and say, well, okay, that loss wasn't so bad. I mean, I don't, I don't care who you play. I think the nine sacks are obviously inexcusable, right? It doesn't matter if you're playing Georgia, Alabama, whatever. Um, you can't give up nine sacks and rush for 11 yards in a game, right? So, um, but to your point, they could be much better. They could be improved, and I guess only time will tell. It's only a kick. A jump. A block.
5: It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas
4: This episode is brought to you by HyperIce, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at HyperRice.com.
2: Exactly. And, I mean, you just look at the whole ACC as a whole. Um, I mean, Clemson, complete flop from the past few years. Uh, flip flopped from, I mean, skill-wise, based on last night's game. I mean, um, you look at FSU as a big one. Um, in years past, I mean, they have been pretty bad. And mm-hmm. here they are, as of today, a top-five team. Um, NC state's looking pretty tough. Heck freaking Georgia tech looked pretty stout, um, against Louisville. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I hope just for the sake of a Carolina fan that UNC defense just happened to put something together on the off season. And maybe we go to play Furman this weekend and we have practiced hard and put something together. Um, we'll just have to come see and find out.
0: Mm. Indeed, yeah, indeed, man. We, you you got to start Saturday and get that bounce back against Furman. That's just the bottom line, man. You need to go out and and win with authority and build some confidence. And SEC play will begin, and and from there, you better have made strides. You you better have made strides going to that Georgia game, because boy, if you haven't, I mean, it's just going to be ugly. So, you know. We'll see what happens, but for uh, sure, yeah, for sure, yeah, it's going to be interesting.
2: Yeah, but I mean, no matter if UNC is a good team or yeah. has a good defense or not, the the O line is is still just not excusable.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious but, to see what adjustments they make. Truly, I, because you got to do something. You, you got to do something. I, I don't know what the adjustments will be, but you got to do something.
2: Yes, for sure. Well, that's all I got.
0: Red, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, great stuff as always. From Rhett, appreciate him calling in. Again, guys, phone lines are open 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday. Got a couple more minutes to go. Guys, be sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications of when we go live, when we drop new video content. Also, of course, the podcast drops every single day after the fact at 5 p.m. Eastern at the Spurs Up show. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, be sure to check us out there. Shane Beamer, when asked about the O-line, will get your shots in now when they start playing their ass off this year. This year's – as this year goes throughout the season, make sure you're giving them credit as well. Indeed, indeed. Um, Robbie Davis texted and said Duke 28, Clemson 7, and Duke had to block field goals. There I said something about the Duke win. Go Gamecocks. Have a great week. Thank you, Robbie Davis, for that. Thank you, Robbie Davis, for that. Jade is, says, uh, I guess UNC's O-line is all NFL starters also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, is there is, is there a chance that UNC made huge strides defensively? I mean, sure. But I don't know, man. You're going you're gonna to have a hard time selling me that they would be one of the best D-lines in the SEC or anything. So, and even if they are, I mean, even if they are. Nothing, nothing excuses nine sacks. Like, do you realize, guys, do you realize nine sacks in one game? Basically, just it, it, it guarantees that statistically your offensive line is going to be garbage. Like, statistically. Even if they improve, you're probably on pace to give up 40 sacks this year. Like, which will be Horrific. Anyways, Coach Ford, if we are 7-5, and we may care how UNC finishes. No one will care if we're rocking four or five wins. Uh, JB, at this point, I'd rather roll out the highly-rated freshman to start at the offensive line. Ain't no way Fugar's better than Big Tree. I I mean, listen, I posted the clip this morning, my friend. I'm the same way. I'd much rather roll with the guys that you work so hard to recruit versus trying to get a guy from Western Illinois to play up to SEC speed. I I just – You can't teach talent. You know what I mean? You can't teach talent. We got a text here. And, guys, that's a good way to get your questions in, by the way, if you want to shoot a text. Um, This is – I forget. I don't know exactly who this is. Who is Peyton Mangrum, and how does a two-star get playing time over Elijah Kelton Short and Landon Sampson? No, Eddie Lewis. Was this a charity event? That comes from Blake. (laughs) It's a – Blake, listen. If you would have told me that Peyton Mangrum – and Luke Doty would have receptions before Nick Harbour, I would have called you crazy. And that's exactly what happened. So, I don't know, man. It's Gamecock football. It just seems like never makes any sense. So, that being said, guys, we've hit three clock. Appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Like I mentioned, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell icon so you get notifications. And when we go live, when we drop new video content, also... Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.